have uh, our different stereotypes or where we've gotten values from related to motherhood. Some some had families that instilled a value to motherhood in your world. Some uh, maybe it's through church or you know um, some through our society. You know, there's a value placed there through our culture as well that that I think would be a different value that we're going to look at than, than what we look at here this morning. But this morning we're just going to look at a few verses together and share some things I've been thinking on related to the honor of motherhood. Um, and, and you know, hopefully it will spur us on as we seek to honor the, the mothers in our world, uh, you know, in our world, in our lives today. And uh, anyways, we'll go ahead and pray here and we'll jump into it. Oh, Lord Jesus, uh, we do just thank you for this morning here, and, and God, I just pray that you would uh, join us here. I pray that as we look at some of your thoughts about motherhood, about the value, the significance, um, that we would just catch catch your heart, catch your glory that you designed into the role and the work of a mother. And God, I just pray you would affect our thinking and affect our hearts, help us to have a greater appreciation for for our moms and, and for the moms in our world, whether it's our wives or moms in our church. But God, we just turn this time over to you and ask that you'd be glorified, ask that moms would be blessed. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here. Well, we're... Um, let's see here. I thought we'd just look through a few things just to set the stage. So, you know, I was thinking about um, really there's three types of moms that we have in our midst right now. Um, if I get the right button here, the number two. Let's see, three types of moms here. We've got, um, oops, let me back that up there. One. The first type is moms in the trenches. You know, um, I just think of that idea about moms that are right in the thick of it. Moms that are Maybe you've got, uh, maybe it's infants or toddlers or, uh, you know, whatever comes after toddling there, that next phase. Or maybe you've got junior high kids or teens, but, or maybe you've got all of them. Some of you have kids in all of those phases right now. But I just think of it as moms that are in the trenches. You're in the thick of it. And, you know, I just, uh, I just want to encourage you to, you're doing great. You're going to make it. Keep up the good work there. Um, but that's, a, that's one of the types of moms that we have maybe in our midst right now. Um, another type of mom we can have is uh, maybe it's moms, who, moms who've survived the trenches. We've got some survivors in this room right here. And, you know, uh, that's not to say they probably didn't thrive either. But, uh, you know, there's, surviving is a first step to thriving, right? So um, we've got some moms that have survived the trenches. I think of it a little bit like... Um, you know, uh, like when you make it through, when you become a Marine, you go through the basic training, you do all that, and for the rest of your lives, you're, you know, you see other Marines, and you can just look at them and go like, hoorah, you know, um, and, and moms can do that. we got some moms in here that can look at other moms and say, hoorah, you know, we did it. Uh, Semper Fidelis, as far as faithful moms go, you know, always faithful. Um, we have some of those in our, in our midst. In our midst. We also have um, the moms-to-be, um, and I don't know if there's any moms-to-be in here currently, or if you're trying to keep it a secret, you don't have to raise your hand, but maybe there's some moms that are, uh, you're en route to meet the, the little one that has made you a mom here. I know uh, Sarah Albert is in that category. Is she at the hospital right now, or is she just coming to the second service? Does anyone know? Uh, I, I don't start any rumors here, but the uh, due date was yesterday. But there's moms-to-be, and you know, in some ways I think about moms-to-be, and I think of that old phrase, uh, what do they say? Uh, ignorance is bliss. You know, there's, there's there's some things you don't know yet about as a mom to be. You know, there's some ways. You know, uh, this is an exciting phase, and it only gets more exciting as you go. So, uh, 
But those, those are the type of moms. You know, um, I was trying to think through, uh, well, what, what is the need for moms today? What need can we speak to related to moms here in our midst, firehouse moms or moms that are joining us here? Uh, a couple of needs I've thought about. First one... First one would probably be sleep. You know, there's a few moms, especially when you're in the trenches, and maybe early on I've seen some of those moms with the newborns that, you know, just don't know how to sleep yet and uh, just want to be up all night partying. But um, sleep is, a, you know, as you have kids, you start to realize sleep is a commodity that it's, you know, it's not bought and sold on the New York Stock Exchange, but it, it sure could be, I think. Um, Another thing I thought would be helpful, one of the things to meet the needs this morning, maybe a shorter service. So you can get on with celebrating with your families and get on with grabbing an afternoon nap there, um, stuff like that. So we'll try to use that to, to meet the need. We'll watch the clock. No guarantees, but I at least identified it as a need. Um, so uh, another thing we have here is... Um, you know, I think one of the uh, obvious greatest needs for mothers in this day and age is is really to know that the God-given value, the timeless value um, that's associated with the role and the work of being a mom. And so that's really one of the things we're going to look at here today. Um, I was reminded of a, a good mom joke, Mother's Day joke. Um, some of you might have heard it before. It's, you know, I think the joke is entitled Hanging on a Rope, but I also retitled it, modified it a little bit to, to be called the, uh, something like the wise mom joke or the shrewd mom joke or something like that. But it goes like this. Um, there were 11 people hanging on a single rope that suspended them from a helicopter trying to bring them to safety. Ten of them were men. One of them was a woman. And for that matter, a, a wise woman, a shrewd woman, a mom for that matter. So um, they all decided that one person would have to let go because if they didn't, the rope would break and all of them would die. So someone's going to have to let go. Um, no one could decide who it should be. So finally this, this mom decided to give a really moving speech. You know, she just talked about how she'd been sacrificing for her husband all her life and sacrificing for her kids and really she just sacrificed for men in general. That was her lot in life and maybe she should consider letting go. To which all the men started clapping. <laughs> problem, problem resolved right there. So um, anyways, a very wise mom, shrewd mom there. But you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, that, that is a joke. And uh, you know, we, uh, if any of you men thought you'd be on the rope and you'd start clapping, well, you deserve what would happen to you after that, right? So we, just to let you know, moms, you're in a room full of men here that really value your work, your sacrifice, your effort. And we know that even more than that, God values it. And he's going to reward it. And he's going to reward it in a way that are going to, it's going to put a lot of men to shame when we get to heaven. You know, scriptures are full of the line where Jesus says the first will be last and the last will be first. And I, I think in society, in this culture especially, the, the value given to a, a mother who's pouring out her life for her kids, um, you know, it's, it's probably one of the last things that gets value in this world. You know, um, And when we get to heaven, I think... You know, it's, it's called the great reversal. People are going to line up in the way that God sees it. There's going to be a lot of moms standing at the front of the line. A lot of moms that are, are radiant with the glory that is given there through their faith and their love and their sacrifice here. And, and you are, those, you know, those moms. We're, we're in the midst of, um, of glory here, you know. And so anyways, that's, that's how we truly feel. You know, um, I thought about a fourth need you could throw in that maybe 
no mom would argue with this, is a day at the spa, you know, talk to your husband about that. Um, it sounds like I heard some, uh, some survey they did about you know, mom's greatest need. I think sleep was on there somewhere, but also like just a day away, like at the spa or something, made it to the top of the list. So I don't even exactly know what a spa is. I think it's a hot tub, but I could be wrong. Uh, no, it's uh, more than that. But anyways, okay, so greatest needs. Um, now there's three ways. I was thinking about different ways we relate to moms. Each one of us um, may, maybe can relate to uh, mom in, in different ways. One way we relate to them is... Um, as a child, you know, um, as as a child of your mother, we're told to honor our our moms, uh, honor your father and your mother there, and so we relate to them as a child. Um, there's, um, you know, a couple different, uh, a number of different ways you can honor your mother as a child. Of you know, most everyone who's here today made it to this planet through. Your mother, right? The birth. Someone had to give birth to you or you would not be here today. Am I right? Anyone make it here apart from birth? No, okay. So all of you, you know, there's someone that this relates to. You're a child of someone or, you know, maybe through, um, that either, you're either born through labor or become a mom through labor. Maybe it's through adoption or other means there. But um, some things to think about. One is, you know, you can obey your mom. If you're still living at home, um, you know, under their roof, the provision, I think not only should you honor your moms, but you, you probably ought to obey them is what I get from the Bible. You know, I don't know much about it, but I hope you're obeying your folks at home, you know. Um, you can also, for moms, you can thank them. Uh, maybe you had really good moms and you just, it's good to thank them for, for doing what they did, doing what they are doing. Uh, another thing you might do is uh, maybe forgive them. Some of you might have had moms you go, you know, uh, my mom wasn't all that. And maybe she did some things wrong. There's no mom that's ever walked the planet that's been perfect, you know. Um, and I know for me there was a time where I had to go back through and I had to realize as a Christian I was called to forgive and I could not keep grudges and I could not hold on to hurts. And I, I remember one time I just approached my mom and shared some things that, that were very hard and very hurtful from my past and I forgave her for them. And, um, you know, there's, that's something that, you know, maybe you don't feel like you had a mom to be thankful for, but maybe you need to forgive them. And I encourage you, if you need to work through that, do it. You know, if you need help to do that, I know as pastors we'd be glad to talk you through some of that. I know I had some really challenging things to go through. It's a story for another time. Um, I've shared it in the past there. But anyways, uh, forgive them if you need to call them. You know, worst case, give them a call today. If you can call them, do it. You know, uh, Sure, a text message is great, but you might even call them, you know, get a little crazy, post something on their Facebook wall, but if you get a chance, call them, um, you know, and, and care for them. Another thing you could do as a child, and I think about um, some of you as your parents get older, uh, and I know there's different examples here, I, I think about Tim, an example of helping care for his mom, who's still uh, still running the farm there or something out in Iowa, but I know there's a... There's a role that he's played and stepped up in helping care for the needs of his mother. You know, there's a, a place in Timothy where it says if you don't care for the needs of your own immediate family, you're worse than an unbeliever, you know. And then it goes on to say, well, those that don't have families and are widows, well, the church will help care for them, you know. And, and it looks to things like that. But there's a way, you know, I know my wife, her, her dad, Rory and Rick and, and Ran and Rod and the brothers there, all the R names, but they, uh, they've been in the process of taking care of Grandma Whitney. And, you know, I think they've tried some things, but they eventually just settled in on, you know what, we're just going to have her in each one of our homes for a month at a time. I think they go through a one-month rotation through all the brothers' homes. They're just caring 
for their mom. And that's a way to honor them as well. And, uh, you know, I don't know that that's as common of a practice as you think it would be in this day and age and even in the church. But we have examples of people who are caring and honoring their moms even as they get uh, late in their years there. But anyways... Um, you can also thank God for them. Some of you, maybe your moms are not here anymore, but you can thank God for the moms that He gave you. And, um, you know, you know he's, God can give parents, God can give kids, God gives, and He has a right to take away. But you might take some time to thank God for them. And I'm, we're going to take a, just a little pause here to watch a video um, related to... Um, you know, really why, why we have Mother's Day at all, why, we, why it's good to take a day away. This video, you know, it might apply to you more than you realize here, but uh, hopefully it works. And uh Hey, buddy. What you got there? Is that a Mother's Day card? Yep. Mind if I hop over? Yep. Mother's Day crazy, isn't it? Yep. Gotta get her flowers. Yep. Gotta get her candy. Mothers love candy. And you gotta call her. Heaven forbid you don't call your mother, you know? I mean, what does the Bible say? No fury like a mother scorned? Yeah. Anywho, I just don't get what the big deal is. I mean, why a whole day? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not like the Christopher Columbus or Al Roker. Can you name me one mother that discovered America or invented weather? Huh? You can't, can you? Because there is no mother that did that, okay? That's all I'm saying. What is the big deal? Why don't I have a day, okay? I just forget what the big dealio is, that's all. What's the dealio? Yeah. Because she took care of you. She blew your nose. She wiped your bottom. She kissed your boo-boos. And every time you looked at her and said, Hey, Mom, watch this. Watch what I can do. Look at me. She looked every time. No matter what goofy thing you were doing. And you know you did some goofy things. Why did she get a day? Because she gave birth to you. And through all the pain and the tears, she still loved you. She loved you. You're unlovable. We can do a lot of other things there, but uh, you know, moms have gone through a lot for for you, for each one of us, and uh, whether it's boogers or bottoms or all sorts of things, you know. And that's just uh, something to remember. It's kind of funny little video, but every time I watch it, I've kind of teared up. You know, I don't know what's. Uh, I Maybe mean, I need more sleep myself. Um, but 
Anyways, um, let's see here. So, you know, as a church that we can honor honor moms, you know, there's ways that um, we just want to, to think highly of them. You know, I think this world thinks highly of so many other roles that a woman can play. And this, this world honors things, whether it's with money or with titles or with prestige or how they portray them in Hollywood. But moms don't get that honor from this world. And if they're going to be honored... Any place at all, this is one place that uh, moms, in our house, a mom will get honored. And we just are blessed by the, the sacrifice, again, the humility, the faith, the, the love that, that moms um, do in carrying out their God-given role here. Um, and so we also, you know, we try to be a place where we encourage moms. Just we value, we think highly of a mom here. We don't think like, oh, wow, too bad for you. Uh, we, we think, you know, there's an honor there. There's a blessing there. And there's, uh, there's something that God's going to... Um, you know, give great glory to in the future there. So um, we have some heroes in our midst, um, and you probably already know that. But we we try to encourage them as well because that's not happening in other places. There, so, you know, another way to um, encourage a mom is as a husband. You know, I love the verse there, and it's Proverbs 31, but it talks about how a husband praises his wife and all that she does and all the things that, that she does in her, her work and the uh, sacrifice and, the, you know, everything that goes into that. It says that a husband should praise her. And I hope husbands, men, if you're not, if you're not praising the woman sitting next to you, there's probably no one else on this planet who is or who you should. God's given you a role to, to praise, to encourage, to place value on what your wife does as a mom that should come uh, in no greater way than by you men. And so let's make sure we're, we're doing that as well. So, um, and, um, so those three ways, as a child we can honor mom. As a church, as a husband, there's a way to do that as well. Um, and so we're going to just look at a couple verses here and just uh, some reflections. You know, there's, um, these are kind of some you know, things I've been thinking through as it related to Mother Day, some verses I've been meditating on, thinking about them. But just a couple things related to the honor of motherhood, the glory of motherhood. One, one verse is this, and this is maybe an obvious one. I don't know if you can talk about Mother's Day without saying... Honor your father and your mother. You know, um, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. And, you know, the things I just want to draw out quickly on this, and, and maybe we already all know them, but... Um, but God has placed an honor on motherhood, and there is an honor on fatherhood as well. And, you know, we'll talk about that next month maybe. Dads, I don't even know if we're getting a whole service to Father's Day, Father's Day this year, so, you know, um, we'll see. Um, but we'll probably get you a good tool or something like that, um, whatever we can afford. But um, anyways, uh, you know, God has placed an honor on, on mothers and fathers. And he says, you know, I think the way you can catch God's heart here, catch the drift of what he thinks is that God thinks it's so important for people to honor their mothers that he he commanded it to happen. You know, when God wants something to be done, he, he, he gives a command. And so you've been commanded to honor your mothers. You know, if you had only one reason why you should honor your, your mother, it's because God says so, you know. It's like as parents you can say, because I said so. Well, this one is one of those where you can go, God said so. God says to honor. And not only does he um, back it with a command, he also backs it with a promise. There is a promise when you obey this command. First command with a promise. Uh, you know, the Bible throws in there as well. But the promise is that if you honor your, your father, your mother, um, that, that it will go well with you, that you'll live a long life. And so um, I, I think that how many of you would like to live a long life? 
show of hands. Okay, a few of you know, not so much. Okay, cool, Lord. You heard it here. Um, but, uh, and, and how many of you would like a life that goes well with you? A good life? Anyone? So, note to sell this is what I try to encourage my kids with as well. It says, hey, when you honor your parents, and in some cases, uh, you know, you still need to obey your parents. If you've moved out of the house and they're not paying your rent or cell phone bill, you know, you, maybe there's obedience changes in, in the way you honor your parents there. But, um, but anyways, there's a, there's a promise that God says, hey, look, if you do this, your life is going to be long, I promise you. And it'll be a good life, you know. And there's a promise that you can take to the bank. And, and there's a converse to that side. So if you don't honor your parents, uh, you don't have the promise that you're going to live a long life or that it will go well with you. And so I just encourage my kids with that. You know, hey, it goes good if you do this. If you don't, you know, I don't know what I can tell you here. All bets are off, kiddos. Um, but, but anyways, God, God places honor on it. Um, and if He places honor on it, obviously we should place honor on motherhood as well, on the role of a father and especially a mother here that we're talking about today. Now another thing... Um, thinking about here is that there's some when it comes to motherhood um, there's some unique um, things that only a mother can do some of the glory and the honor of motherhood is that there's some things that only moms can do um, you know for instance uh, you can't I mean you can't man can't have babies I hate to tell you this but um, it's just not you can't have babies at all God said you know what I'm going to bring someone onto this planet they're going to come through one person one being one role only and that's through through a mother and, and there's something in that that I think is part of the glory of motherhood, part of the honor. You know, I, I saw an episode, I was thinking about playing it here, I won't, you can look it up if you want to, in the Cosby Show. There's a whole episode devoted to what if, you know, like uh, volcanoes are exploding on the planet, they're putting out spores in the air, and all of a sudden millions of men are finding themselves pregnant, you know. And so they kind of have Bill Cosby walking around trying to figure out how to sit down on a couch without, like, falling over, and um, it's pretty funny, but we're not going to watch that one here. Um, but anyways, I just thought of a couple of these uh, a couple of these verses here. You know, one is that um, you know this one. David says, "Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me." You know, moms, I'd like to ask you, how many of you think that's true of your children? They're sinful from birth. I, amen. Can I get an amen? Yes, it's so true. Um, now, those that believe in the innate goodness of the human spirit are. You know, people who believe that are not parents. They're not parents. They're definitely not mothers. You know, um, but uh, but I like how it says there's one place that a human being is conceived, man. And one place in the entire world, in the entire creation of the universe, that uh, a person is conceived, and that is in the womb of a mother. Um, from the time my mother conceived me. The other one I love here is that you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. You know, there's something that goes on when God is uh, putting you together and He's putting all your parts, you know, uh, it's kind of like Legos, right? DNA of Legos there. I went to a Lego fest with my son here recently and the things they can do with Legos is just amazing. I mean, um, but but God has an even more complicated thing when it comes to putting you and I together, starting with a little tiny cell, a little egg that has been fertilized. And there is uh, some, you know, it's, it's profound what all occurs there. But God has said, you know what, all that goes on here, this miracle of from conception to birth is something that there's only one one type of being on the planet that this has been designed for. And it's for a mom. There's an honor there. There's a glory there um, that has only been given to a mother. 
And, and that's something to take note of, something not to overlook. And there's a, a little video here. We're going to watch just a few minutes of this video. You can find the rest of it on YouTube. Some of you might have heard of the TED Talks. Anyone heard of TED Talks before? Um, and so this is one you'll find there. This is a guy, I think he's like some sort of PhD in like 10 different subjects or something. But he put together this uh, uh, data and this visualization, visualization of this data related to the, the development through the birth of a child here. And it's pretty fascinating. But this is what God has said. You know, here's what I want to go on inside of a mother here.
go. Um, that's the, you know, just the, the whole video. If you get a chance to watch it at home and see just the, the guy talking, he throws in all of his uh, sophisticated speech of knowing what he knows about science and mathematics. And, you know, I don't know if he's a believer or not. I don't know if they let believers talk in the TED Talks. But he attributes some things there that he, he says, you know, it seems like there, this has to point us to divinity. You know, there's something beyond what statistically, mathematically, he believes was probable. And, um, and so, anyways, we would go amen to that and probably you know be a little more clear on it but it's just amazing what God has allowed um, to occur there's a miracle I think every every mother is um, really is a birthplace is a place where you can say a miracle has occurred here um, multiple miracles has occurred from conception to development to, to birth and, and I just think there's a, there's something profound you know moms have different lots in life and different hardships and things like that but there's a glory that God has hardwired in to your role as a mother and, and don't you forget it don't overlook that um, Ken can we plug the other slide back in here so that uh, we'll keep plugging away um Time we have here. All right, so we're gonna we've got one more video to get to here, and uh, we'll call it a Mother's Day service. But uh, um, okay, so we have this one here. We got those. So, anyways, there's every mother is really the the birthplace or a walking uh, where a miracle has occurred. And so um, these other verses we have here. This is one I think about a little bit. Um, and let's see. Right here, you know. Um, so this was Jesus speaking, and you know, Jesus was just talking. He was using uh, the analogy of uh, labor and the results, and the you know, the process, and you know, it's just something. This labor process again is something only a woman can do. Um, it says a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. And, uh, you know, I know for me personally, when we've, my wife and I, we've had five kids now, and I just, um, I've cried every time we had a baby. And I don't know if I cried because my wife was crying, or, I mean, my heart was moved a little bit, or I was tired. There were late night births as well. You know, I think tears happen when you're tired sometimes. But, um, but there's just something special about them. And I know my wife, one of the encouragements she always has is that she's like, I've carried this critter inside me for like nine months of kicking and karate class and everything that a child does while they're in development there and for her it's like this huge deal to go I finally get to meet you face to face you know and no matter the pain that the process includes um, you know like I say I've made it through the five labors and deliveries no medication yet myself but um, but there's there's you know it's quite a process but the, the point that it's almost a picture that God has allowed a mom to experience a picture of this pain uh, enduring the pain even forgetting the pain for the joy that's on the other side of it and I think that's a picture of more than just uh, childbirth I think there's a picture of several things in life even in the Christian life that we see there you know I think about Jesus at one point some of the similar words he says um, let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning and shame sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, he, he went through more pain than, you know, than any person could imagine, um, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And he did that because he knew there was a joy on the other side of it. And, you know, in some ways, as followers of Christ, we're to take on the, the pain, the cross-bearing in this life because there's a joy, there's a glory on the other side of it here. There's a verse here in... Um, 
Let's see in Romans that we're going to switch verses one more here. Next one. Am I getting the wrong button? There we go. I mean, it says this. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory He will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who His children really are. You know, there's something that we go through in this life. I think there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering here. But there's a promise that uh, when God reveals what, what a child of God, God in the resurrection, the, the, glory, the glorified state we will be in, there's going to be a real glory on, on the other side of it here. And in some ways, the things that you deal with in faith and in love, um, the hardships that you endure, the, the roles that you carry out, there's a glory that is directly tied to to that in eternity and so um, that's just something I think a mom gets a, another picture of that in, in a little microcosm when it is dealing with the, the delivery and meeting a little one for the first time there and um, the last thing we're going to talk about so there's the labor of motherhood and there's also you know there's two ways to become a mom right there's through uh, conceiving and kind of labor and delivery and the other way you can become a mom is through process of maybe a uh, foster care, adoption, things like that. Um, but when it comes to, that's two ways of becoming a mom. When it comes to being a mom, there's really only one way to be a mom. And that's to take on the, the role, the hard work of a mom. You know, however that role got to you, there's a, there's a labor of motherhood as well. That, um, you know, I think that uh, we're going to talk about this labor here. You know this verse here, and I get the right verse. Um, a mother cares for little children. You know, um, this other one, Proverbs 31. She watches over the affairs of her household. She does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. And you know, one of the things that I'm just always, uh, if I had a, one favorite verse on Mother's Day, I, I go back to Proverbs 31 a bit. Because Proverbs 31, when you think of what's the like ultimate example of a godly woman given in the Bible, you know, a lot of people say, well, Proverbs 31 is it. But if you read through the list of things in Proverbs 31, there's these character attributes and all these things, but eventually you find out the woman described in Proverbs 31 is no one... None less than a mother. A mother, probably even with multiple children, because her children arise and call her blessed. And I think there's something just amazing there. Sometimes we can think of Proverbs 31 woman as, you know, uh, some, some missionary woman that gives her life in another country or something like that. But the one that's described in this Bible is uh, described as a mother who's described there. And I just think that's a, there's a real glory and an honor that is given to um, to a mother again, and we're going to look at uh, some of the. Some of you might have seen this. We're, we're going to probably wrap up with this video here, but there's a lot of hard work that goes into motherhood. There's, um, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of unique challenges. Again, it's not necessarily the in this culture. It's not esteemed above so many things. It's it, you know, it's not looked that way. But there, here's the, I think a, a woman, a mom's perspective on motherhood. Here, she made a little video about it. You might have seen this before. Did we? Have to reboot something? Are we all right, Kent? Are we good? Are we good? We might have a video here, and we might not. On a time when I was just a little girl, I couldn't wait to grow up and rock somebody's world. Get a husband and a his house and a happy family like the mom who made it look so easy. On my TV, Jim Cleaver, living off the Claremont, Mr. C, lovely ladies and their babies, even stepmom Carol Brady had it going on. Always right, kept it tight no matter what went wrong.
nothing. This ain't what they told you to expect. This is for the moms who need four hands and eyeballs in the back of the neck. Let it break it down for you, honey. Give you a reality check. Here we go. So now I wake up every morning, throw the hair up in a ponytail. Catch them riding dirty, swipe and shove it in the diaper pail. Throw OJ and Fruit Loops in their general direction. With gummy vitamins to help them fight off infections. Check the homework in the ears or pack their soccer today. Bounce them out the door so we won't be late. I drive carpool at least 20 times a day. Recite the house rules. I'm loading laundry every day and every night.
get out there, have a good time, get on the phone if you need to, and we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you back next week. Thanks a lot.